Blog Talk Radio. A lot of us in this house tonight, we're on the powder's wheel right now. And it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. But we need to just take solace in the fact that even though it may not feel good right now, as long as I'm in his hands, I know that everything is going to be all right. Just touch somebody, look them in the face, and tell them I'm in his hands.
into the, the daily lives of work and handling different things and meeting different people, God begins to let us know that things begin to come up in day-to-day basis of our life, and we have to be strong in his word and in his spirit in order for our flesh not to be stressed and discouraged in what we're going through and the things we see and the things we don't understand as to why we're going through those things. So today we're going into Psalms 37 where God said for us to not fret over evildoers, you know, over people who desire harm to us or, you know, anything that is not godly. He's saying don't be distressed over those things because he has us in his hands and he stands firm on his word that he will protect us and that anything that happens to us or any intentions that anyone has for us other than his plans, he will deal with them himself. So we don't have to devise a plan to get back at them or be vindictive towards them. We have to begin to trust God. We have to say, God, over to you. Fight this battle for me, God, because it's a battle that I see in the spirit realm that needs to be taken care of. Because when you fight a person in the flesh, even though your flesh may feel like you've accomplished something in the spirit realm, it's not yet conquered. So you want to go into the spirit realm to conquer and defeat and allow the Lord to do it because when God completes a battle, it's completed. When we attempt to complete a battle, it continues to go on daily between us and that person or whatever is going on. So to defeat it in the spirit realm is what we want because that way it's over, it's done, and God has settled it. Let us begin to pray as we thank God for everything that we are facing and we know that he is going to conquer it all. Father, we thank you right now. We give you a name, praise, glory, and honor. We worship you today, O oh God. We plead the blood over our lives, God. We plead the blood over every situation that we're going through, O oh God, and we rebuke the devil. We, we, He has to go. He has to flee. He can't stand before us, O oh God, because we have the blood of Jesus upon us. And, God, we know that your Holy Spirit and his power will come to rescue us. You will send your angels, God, to fight for us. So, Father, as we stand with the blood of Jesus on us, the devil has to go. As we cast him out, as we rebuke him, as we stand on the word of God, he has to go. It may look like he has power. It may look like he's winning the battle. It may look like he has more plans than we have. But, God, we stand on your word today because we know that the plans you have for us are going to be of good, are going to be defeating the enemy, and they're going to be victorious for us, Lord, because we are on your side. We're on your team. We're your soldiers. We're your servant, God. So we know that you are standing for us, O oh God. We know that you have fought the battle and won for us, O oh God. So, God, we stand with you today with the blood of Jesus on us, O oh God, with the word of God and the Holy Spirit right now, O oh God, we take authority over every obstacle that we face, God. We take authority over every sickness and disease, God, because we know that we are overcomers by our testimony, God, and the blood of the Lamb. So, Father, we stand on the blood of Jesus 
We stand on the word of God right now in the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you for everything that you're doing in our life. We thank you, O oh God, for touching us and, and leading and guiding us into all truth and righteousness, Lord. We magnify your name today, God. We thank you today, O oh God, and we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory, God, and we praise you. We love you, God. We give ourselves away to you, God. We surrender our desires, our pains to you, O oh God. We surrender Oh, God, our fears to you, our questions to you, God. Lord, we surrender sickness and disease to you, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we continue to go throughout this path of our destiny, God, and our purpose, we know, oh, God, that you will reveal it to us. We know, oh, God, that you would show us the things that you would have us to know in the spirit realm, oh, God. We give your name praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name. So we begin in um, Psalms 37, where God is speaking to us. As always, he's encouraging us to know he got us, to know we don't have to fret over what we're going through. Our job is to surrender to him. Our job is to love and to trust him and to serve him. And to know that even though we do we do tend to fret, we are to give it to him through prayer and worship and praise. So once we know God got our back, once we know the battle is already won, once we know that when we go down in prayer and we give it to God, it's, it's a done deal, it's sealed. Then the fret has to go because we've not entertained the thought of fret, fear, discouragement, distress, depression. We've not entertained it because we went down in prayer and we said to God, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know what is happening, but God, I know you know, and I know you will and can fight this battle for me. And I know that when I give it over to you, it will and shall come to pass as victory and glory for the name of the Lord. Because he wants us to know that he is on our side and that he will defeat any enemy that comes up against us. And we have to realize that the enemy will recruit human flesh to come against us. He will do things in the spirit realm, but then he will also have people in the flesh come against us and try to discourage us physically because he knows we are visual people and when we see the person or thing coming against us, we react more seriously because now there's a physical situation in front of us. So when those things begin to come and people allow themselves to be used by the enemy to come against our purpose and plan that God has for our life, God is letting us know in Psalm 37 and 1, do not fret because of evil men or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. So he's letting us know that, you know, even though it seems like the evildoers get away with their junk, the evildoers get away with whatever 
is going on against us. God is saying, "Uh uh-uh, don't fret because of that. Don't allow your day to be messed up or your life to be messed up because they've come against you. In verse 12, it says, the wicked plot against the righteous and gash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. So God is letting us know there's a day for them already set aside, that his name will be glorified in whatever you're going through, whoever is coming against you in the flesh. He's saying do not allow that to depress you or discourage you. When you get to your quiet time with God, give it over to him and say, God, you know, my coworker, my boss, whomever it is, they're coming against me, God. And when you begin to release it over to God, you can return and face that person stress-free because you know you've given it to God the right way because God said they will plot against you. They will plot against you. But it says God says he laughs at them. And he says, what are they doing? What are they trying to do to my people? I got my people. And then he comes in and he wins that battle for us. So we are to stand strong. We are to stand strong and believe what the word of God says. In in 16 Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of the many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken down, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The days of the blameless are known to the Lord, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster they will not wither, in days of famine they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish. The Lord's enemy will be like the beauty of the fields. They will vanish Vanish like smoke. So he is assuring us. I mean, he's giving us literal. Um, he's giving us literal examples of how they're going to be destroyed, and he's letting us know. But my people, I got them. They're going to endure forever. So what you're going through is temporary. What you're going through is a battle that you need to give to the Lord, whatever it is, because no matter how much you argue, no matter how much you try to be vindictive, no matter how much you try to come against the physical person, you're losing the battle. You may have won a verbal war. You may have won by getting back at them and being vindictive, but yet it's coming back on you. So you guys are going to be doing tick for tat. But when God fights your battle, there's no tick for tat because God solves it right then and there when we give it to him. When we say, God, this this person has allowed the enemy to use them to come against us. When we look at David and we look at Joseph, when the enemy comes against us and when the enemy came against them, he was actually looking for death. He wasn't looking for them to just be arguing back and forth. He wasn't looking for them to just be angry and dislike each other. But when the enemy comes, as it says in John 10, he comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. Now, if he can destroy your purpose and plans that God has for your life by death, then he's going to do that because he's an aggressive devil. 
and he knows that his time is short. So at this point, we have to be aggressive, righteous people for God. We have to be aggressive in prayer, in reading the word of God, in seeking the face of God, and we have to be aggressive with the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we have to stand strong because the devil, he came to get Sam, I mean, to get David's life. He wanted the life of David. If we look at, let's see, Psalms, I mean, 1 Samuel 16, 13, we see where Samuel anoints David. And this is the beginning of his purpose. This is the beginning of what God has in store for him. And sometimes when we start a job or we're doing something and we know this is our niche, we know this is what we should be doing, and then here comes the enemy. Just when we're right there at the door of trying to get things on God's plan, here comes the enemy to try to use someone to discourage us, tell us it's not going to work, sabotage what we're doing, or they'll try to go out and do it themselves to take it away from you. But whatever it is, God said, do not fret because of that. Do not fret because of what's going on or what people are trying to do. This is 13. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. So that's when it started. So now we go into 14 where Saul, God has departed from Saul. So there's the evil spirit that came from God that was tormenting him. So they put David in his presence to play for him and the evil spirit would go away. So we go into 18, let me pull that up, 18 and 6. First Samuel 18 and 6, and that's where we begin to see where things begin to take a um, a turn for David. Because of the promises that God had upon his life. And when we have that promise upon our lives, that's when we can begin to see where the enemy tries to come in to distract us or come in and and set traps for us so that we cannot fulfill the purpose of God for our lives. Um, 1 Samuel 18.6, when the men was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing with a joyful noise of tambourines and, and, and lutes. So here we go. The celebration begins. Everybody's happy. Then Saul gets jealous of David. And now he set out to destroy David because of the fact that he's not getting that praise. He's not getting that attention that David is now getting and jealousy will definitely, the devil will use in order for people to um, come against you when someone is jealous of you, when someone wants the life that you have, when the Bible tells us not to covet, but yet we do that um, amongst ourselves and somebody wants the life that you have. And they'll begin to use witchcraft or whatever they can to come against you. So in... um, 18 and, it says Saul, 18 and 6, Saul has slain his thousand and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry 
Mr. Frain galled him. Then he credited David with ten thousands. He thought, but me only my thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. So here we go. Now we're starting with the jealousy. And he's plotting as he's watching him to say, you know what, he's got to go because I'm not going because he saw the hand of God upon David. And when we live in our daily lives and people begin to see that our hands prosper and they begin to see that God is really using us, someone close to you that's right there with you every day could have a jealous heart and they never show it. And that's when witchcraft can begin to come in and people can begin to set up things and use herbs and all this other stuff against you. But God is saying, do not fret because of any of that stuff, because it can't harm you as long as you stay focused on God, as long as you stay within him and allow the Holy Spirit to continue to direct you. So even when the enemy tries to set you up or tries to kill you through whatever it is he's using that person to do, God is saying, "Uh -uh, don't worry about that, because I got you. And we should always tell ourselves, God got me. Even though I see the process of what's going on, God got me. And in 1 Samuel 19 and 1, Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. So now he done went from jealous eye on David and watching him to now he's like, you know what, let's just go ahead and kill him. Let's get this out of the way now because... He's becoming a problem, and and the whole thing was he's going to get the kingdom. And all David was excited about was what God had told him to do, what God had informed him was going to happen in his life. So he never, you know, understood why the chase went about the way that it did. And he's like, but I haven't even done anything to Saul in order for him to say I want to kill him. And, And we know we go through that sometimes in life where we haven't done anything to that person that that is pursuing us, that doesn't want us to prosper in life, that doesn't want us to have anything. And we're like, what in the world is going on? But God is saying, don't worry about that. I got you. You don't have to worry about that because I'm going to hold you in my hand and I'm going to make sure that you are okay. He's going to deliver us and help us from anything and anyone that's coming against us says in um, Psalms 40, 37, 40, the Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. So therefore, we have to continue to take refuge in God. We have to continue to look to God for the help that we need and not be concerned with what's going on. Even though it hurts, even though it distracts us, even though it's a reality that this is going on. So when we're going through on our job, just take it to the Lord in prayer. You know, don't try to fight with your boss or your coworkers or whatever, but just go to God in prayer and say, these are the things that's going on. I know you already see it. I know you already know what's going on. But right now, I need your help. And then we go over into Joseph, who was going through pretty much the same thing. Destiny of a dream, he shares it with someone. Then here comes the enemy using his brothers to attack him. So when Joseph had a dream and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. 
He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out of the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. We share information that God has given us. We wake up from a dream and we're excited And we're like, oh, my God, he's going to do this for me, really? And we go and we share this dream with our close friends or whomever. Jealousy sets in. We don't even catch it because we're so excited about what God has revealed to us. Jealousy sets in. Witchcraft sets in. All this stuff sets in. And when it goes from jealousy to, you know what, this person can't. I'm not going to let this person move forward. That's when they begin to plot against you. So here we have David and Joseph, who went through this, and they said they hated him. They didn't just dislike what he said or ignored what he said. They actually hated Joseph for that dream. It wasn't something he came up with on his own. God shared that with him. God anointed David. It wasn't something they just said, oh, guess what, God, you know, I'm figuring God's going to do for me. This was their actual destiny, and the people around them were not happy. So we go to Genesis 37 and 19. It says, well, here he comes, the dreamer. They said to each other, come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these Caesars and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of that dreamer. So now you're sharing yourself with people. You're excited. You say, hey, come and work with me. Come and help me. And, you know, that same person that's there to help you, the same person that says I'm I'm here is the same person that's tearing you down, the same person that's calling everybody else, telling them not to help you, the same person that's mixing herbs against you, the same person that's, that, you know, allowed the enemy to come in and say kill. And that's all that's on their mind is kill. Now, whether it's a physical kill or whether it's a just kill the dream, it's, that's your situation. You would have to ask God which one is the person coming to do. You know, sometimes they want to kill the dreamer and the dream. They just want to make sure it's wiped out altogether. Then that person may pick it up and try to do it themselves. It just depends on how God reveals to you the situation. But either way, he's saying don't fret because of it. Don't go into depression or get discouraged about it because he's got our back. And we have to stay focused on his promises in our lives so when the enemy comes to kill steal and to destroy us when he comes to take that dream and that vision that god has given us and he doesn't want to just take it he wants to kill it he does not want the the kingdom of god to advance he does not want you to prosper in the promises of god so he says i'm going to kill it even if i have to kill the dreamer or the one god has anointed I'm going to do that in order for this to not come to pass. So we cannot be naive to the to the devices of the devil. We need to know what's going on spiritually and we fight spiritually. Because to go to that person and say, well, God showed me that you put something in my food or God showed me that you're my enemy, okay, now the person just goes and does something else. And then they'll say, well, close it so they don't see it what i'm doing to them in the spirit realm close their eyes so that i don't see it 
So now you really got to pray to see what's going on in the spirit realm because they've used witchcraft to close your eyes. So what you need to do is when God reveals those things to you and the person to you, you go in the spirit realm because the root of it is still the devil. Regardless of the person he's using, it's still the devil. So you have to go in and fight with the word of God. You have to go in and stand with the word of God and know that he said do not fret because of evildoers. Because he said, I am going to bless the righteous, and I will not forsake them. So we need to stand on the word of God. We need to know that God has got our back. In um, Psalms 37, and let me see, it's 28. For the Lord loves the just, and he will not forsake his faithful ones. He will not forsake them. They will be protected forever, but the offsprings of the wicked will be cut off. For the righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. We have to stand on the word of God. In Joseph and David's case, it wasn't, you know, a form of I'm just going to mix a herb up in their food and make them sick slowly so that they can die slowly they were like, no, we want him dead right now. So as soon as they saw Joseph coming, they was like, boom, we're going to go ahead and let let him go. We, we got to do something because let's see what becomes of what he told us about his dream after all. And with David, he got anointed. He goes in and he's actually helping Saul. But Saul gets that jealous spirit in him. And then he says, we, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him which is going to make sure he don't get the kingdom, which will make sure that his destiny dies with him. But we can say, but God. But God said no. But God said not so. But God said even though they they come behind you and they pursue you, I will protect you. But we have to fight for that protection. We have to seek the face of God for that protection. We have to overcome by the words of our testimony for that protection. Because when God reveals to you what's going on, it's your job to go into prayer to fight for your life. Your very life is at stake at that point. So you have to go in in prayer. So when Joseph and David got into their situations, they kept the integrity with God. David couldn't understand why. Joseph couldn't understand why he was thrown in that dungeon after he knew he didn't do anything to that man's wife. But yet they stayed with God because when the opportunity presented itself, they were spiritually prepared to do the will of God. David could have killed Saul many of times, and he said, no, because I see the anointing that's upon your life. And God got the glory for that incident. God got the glory when David did that, not David. So when God shows us the enemy, and he shows us that the enemy wants us dead, the enemy wants our destiny to stop, he's not going to fail us. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. 
He's going to be right there with us if we allow him to be right there with us. What are we seeking from the face of God in the trials that we're going through? Are we just crying out to God or are we fighting with those tears? Are we angry in the spirit realm with those tears? And we're saying to the devil, no, you will not take my life over my destiny. My destiny will be fulfilled. We have to stand and let the devil know we are here to fulfill God's plan. And it's a promise that he will protect us when we stand. So you're not alone when you stand. The blood of Jesus protects you. The Holy Spirit empowers you. So you're not alone. And he guarantees you in his word that he's right there for you. In Psalms 37:32, the wicked lie in wait for the righteous, seeking their very lives. 33, but the Lord will not leave them in their power or let them be condemned with brought to tr- when brought to trial. Whatever it is the enemy is doing in your life, on your job, at home, wherever it is, God is saying, stand. They wait for your very lives. So the determination is not just to stop your destiny. It's to take it away completely. You and the destiny. That way is guaranteed that the kingdom of God will not advance. It's not about you. It's about you following God and filling his plan. But if we lived a life not according to the word of God, then he wouldn't bother you because you're already on his side anyway. But when you make up in your mind that I'm going to serve the Lord and I'm going to follow his destiny and I'm going to do what his plans are for my life, that's when they lay in wait for your very life. They wait. But the Lord says he is not going to leave us. In 34, wait for the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. So when that same person who has allowed the enemy to come against you, you will see it when God cuts them off. Joseph saw it. David saw it. You will see that same enemy that is chasing you be cut off. The devil, he can't do it for a long span. There's a season that he comes after us. And when we stand in that season, when that season is over, it's done. It's a done deal. We stood in that trial. Allow God to direct us. Allow God to be our protection. And then we go to Psalms 37 and 23. If the Lord delights in a man's ways, he makes his steps firm. Though he stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. 
So even when it seems like the enemy is prevailing on you, like everything they're telling your boss really is uh, penetrating into your boss and he's looking like they're going to terminate you or write you up or something, God says, "Uh uh-uh. He delights in your ways because you stood in him. And no matter how much you stumble, no matter how much it looked like that write-up is coming or that termination is coming, God said, just hold on to me in prayer, fighting, and he will uphold you. You will not fall in Jesus' name. You will not be terminated in Jesus' name at the hands of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, you will stand. You will prosper. You will be successful. You will fulfill your destiny. You will fulfill your purpose in life. You will love the Lord. You will seek his face. You will surrender to the Lord. You will wait upon the Lord. You will love the Lord because of who you are in him. Stand. Stand. He will not let you be condemned. He will not let false words cut cut into your life and cut you off and condemn you. He will not. He will protect you. But we must fight in the spirit realm and not in the flesh. Even though the temptation is there to fight in the flesh, it's in the spirit realm where it has to take place so that God can reveal to you what is actually going on, what is the enemy really doing against you. And that way you will be a step ahead. You will win. And even though David and Joseph didn't know what was going on, they stood because they knew the God that they served. So it wasn't a question of where is God. It was a. It was just I need to stand. I don't know why this is happening, but, Lord, I trust you. Do not fret because of what you're going through, and you know it's not your fault. Do not fret because you see people coming against you and you haven't done anything to them. Do not fret because those that you have helped have now come against you. Or those that you helped come from bottom to top is now turned against you like you never helped them before. Do not fret because of those things. But God says stand because your day is coming. He has not forgotten your works. And they will be rewarded. So though you cry and you add, you you just go before the Lord and you, you know that you've been faithful towards him and whomever he's placed in your life to mentor, whomever he's placed in your life to just help and you know you did it with a pure heart, just hold on. Don't fret because of it. Don't count it all a loss. Your labor was not in vain. Because God is on your side. He's right there with you. He's there and he's not going to let anything happen to you. But we have to stand, we have to believe. Prayer and believing God. He will not repay you with evil. He will not repay you with sorrow and depression. He will not. 
but he will repay you with love, with blessings. He will repay you. Stand strong on the word of God. Stand strong on what you know is true. For Jesus loves you. He loves you. So as we go throughout our week, as we go throughout whatever it is we're going through, God will be right there for us. So dry your eyes. Stand and stand strong. He loves you. We thank you, God, for that love. We thank you, God, for that commitment that you have to us. Psalms 37 25 lets us know I was young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. So when you are going through, just remind yourself of those words. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And he has not forsaken us. He's not left us. We are here. He is here. And we will make it through this. We will get through this. We will not fail. We will not be defeated. We see the victory. We see God moving. Your prayers are heard in heaven. God is hearing every word that you're saying. He's seeing everything that you're going through. And he's coming to rescue you. Your faith will bring God. Your prayers will bring God. Your authority that you take will bring God into that situation. You have to stand even though you have nothing to stand on. Even though they put you on probation or written you up or whatever it is, you have to stand and know that your God will fight for you. That the enemy will not defeat you. And he will not defeat you. Stand on the promises. Fret not because of the evilness that's going on. Fret not because of those who have allowed the devil to use them to come against you. Fret not. Because God will allow you to know who to trust and who not to trust. Who to to share your heavenly visions with and who not. And we have to know these things because we may share them with the wrong person. And and that's when chaos will break out over that one dream or that one vision or that one conversation. So we have to stand on the word of God and know that though they lie in wait for the righteous for their very lives, 
that God gave us the authority to say you are not taking my destiny nor my life. I will fulfill my purpose. I will fulfill the plans that God has for me. Stand on the word of God. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Stand on the word of God. Let us just begin to pray. Father, we thank you right now, O God. We give your name praise, glory, and honor, God. Lord, we worship you today. We thank you, O God. But we know, O God, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy the plans and destiny that you have for us, O God. But we know that through the blood of Jesus we and the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the authority in the spirit realm to put a stop to it. We have the authority that you have given to us to stop whatever the enemy is trying to cut off in our lives, to stop the wickedness, God, that's coming against us. For, Father, we know that you will protect us, that you will, O oh God, stand and allow the devil to know that we are yours. But, God, it depends on us and the words that come out of our mouth as to how this will work and how it will go. Father, we thank you right now. We plead the blood over our lives. We plead the blood over our destiny, over our purpose, Lord God, over our gifts and our talents. We plead the blood right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just plead the blood right now, O God, because we know that you've shown us what we need to do. You've shown us the road that we have to take, O God. And every attack from the enemy right now in the name of Jesus, we bind it right now and cast it into outer darkness in Jesus' name. It will not prevail. It will not distract us. It will not stop us. And it will not kill us in Jesus' name. We shall live and not die from the hands of the enemy. We shall live and not die from the jealous spirit of others, God. But we will stand to proclaim the word of God. We will be overcomers through our testimony and the authority that has been given to us through the blood of the Lamb. Father, we will stand and inherit our promise. We will stand, O oh God, and inherit our destiny. We will stand for purpose, God. We will live according to your will, Father, and we will not be defeated. Our labor, O oh God, we know it is not in vain. Though we cry for the distractions, though we cry because of the delay, and we're discouraged, O oh God, Father, we stand and we take authority, O oh God, over every evil spirit that's coming against us, O oh God, right now in the name of Jesus. Stop the hand of the enemy right now, O oh God, from coming against our works, O oh God, from trying to curse our hands, from trying to curse our plans and purpose that you have for us, O oh God. Father, we command the devil to stop now in Jesus' name. Wherever he is, O oh God, reveal it to us, God, that we may pray according to your will. We thank you right now. We give you praise. We give you glory. and We give you honor, O oh God. 
For truly, God, your power lives. For truly, God, the blood is real. We thank you right now, O oh God. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. A lot of us in this house tonight, we're on the Father's wheel right now. And it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. But we need to just take solace in the fact that even though it may not feel good right now, as long as I'm in his hands, I know that everything is going to be all right. Just touch somebody, look them in the face, and tell them I'm in his hands. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. 